evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, May 31st, 2017. Tomorrow is June 1st. Can you believe it? I can believe it, but it's been a long slog. Five months, you know, in 2017 and people are so glum. I thought, you know, you know what? For the last decade, people have been, since that financial disaster in 2008, people have really been glum in this country. So we're going to do what we can to be guys, guys here. And when we can find men and women at their best and everyone wins, we know we're doing a good job. So we've got a great show this evening. Our special guest is Laurel House. She is a dating expert out of uh, L.A. and an empowerment coach, and she's really cool people, very successful in her realm. And uh, she's been on the show before, but I'm really look forward to, forward to having her back because she's a very nice person. She's very smart and insightful, and she's cool people, and she can really help. So if you want to call us up with a question for Laurel, uh, the number is 347-945-5834, 347-945-5834. So we'll see what happens. I know with podcasts, people, they subscribe, they download, they want to listen when they want. That's cool. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you, and so would Laurel. So I'm going to bring her on in a few moments, but let's just uh, set up the show. Um, as I had been mentioning through the month of May, and tonight is the last night I'm going to mention it, the new format for the show. So basically, I'll do a little bit of an intro to set things up. I'll bring on our special guest, and then I will do our weekly segment, which is the Guys Guys Guide, where I tackle one subject, and it's usually the subject that I address in my weekly blog on robertmanny.com. So let's talk a little bit about... Um, the brand, the guys, guys brand, because, you know, it's interesting. I was on the phone today with some great folks from Hollywood and uh, we went through like all the pillars of the guys, guys brand. So we have the novel, the guys, guys guide to love very well reviewed. You can pick it up on Amazon, any of the e-tailers, hardcover, excuse me, not hardcover, but physical copy as well as the uh, digital copy, or you can pick it up in some bookstores. Um, the blog and the kind of housing for everything guys, guys is at my website, robertmanny.com. You can catch me on Facebook, my personal page, Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I, or Robert Manny author, my author page. I do a daily meme, a guys, guys meme every day. I'm, my goal is I'm up to about 128, but my goal is to do 365 memes this year, do one for every day of the year. So I thought it would be tougher. It hasn't been. And I've got about 20 backed up that I'm ready to go with. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. I'm also on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. And all of our Guys Guys radio podcasts, all 225. You know, it's interesting. We've been doing it for a couple of years now. We're approaching 100,000 downloads and having a great time. And uh, we're really building a base here. So we're on podcast. I believe it's 225 tonight. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, we're on TuneIn Radio, and of course, our host is Blog Talk Radio. So if you want to catch any of those podcasts, they're all for free. Download, subscribe. If you want to help me out, help out the whole Guys Guys movement, Better Men, Better World, then I could ask you to do two things for your consideration only, of course. One, subscribe on iTunes to the podcast if you enjoy it. Two, rate it and review it. Give us your feedback. Also, anytime you can buy a copy of my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, which is about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money, which started the whole Guy's Guy's movement, that would be very appreciative. 
appreciate it. So let's get into what's going on in the guys, guys world. And then we'll bring out our special guest, Laurel house. And then uh, we'll take a quick break after that. And then we'll do our guys, guys guide this week. Our guys, guys guide, by the way, is about the friend zone. And we'll touch on that with Laurel. So uh, here we are in New York city. Um, we've had like a terrible spring. It's been rainy and cold and people are wearing, I see people with down jackets on and stuff. And finally today about midday, the weather broke. And I think that's it. You know, I've still felt kind of that cool wintry breeze. And at a certain point, the winds change and that's the end of it. I think it's just about time for that to like leave. We had a uh, up and down Memorial Day weekend. I hope everybody had a blast. I was down the Jersey Shore with my family and like some when it was sunny out, it was nice. And then it got cloudy. Then it rained a lot. It's just been an unsettling spring. So hopefully we're going to get into that warm weather now. But I guess that's part of New York. You never know what you're going to get. It's uh, full of energy and surprises. Um, so we've got the summer coming up. And another thing I want to talk about with Laurel is a summer, how to make this summer a summer of love, because summer is a great time to meet new people and to have fun and hopefully develop a relationship that maybe ends, but maybe doesn't end at the end of the summer, but it's a good time. People are outside. Uh, they're having fun. They're usually in better moods. There's more daylight time and, uh, people take vacations more time to mix around here. We are in the Northeast. It gets cold and dark in the winter and people like work and get on the subway and they go home and they eat dinner and watch TV and go to sleep and do it again. But uh, this is the time where everybody starts to bust out and you see people start to wear less clothing and they're out at the cafes and smiles on their faces. And there's so many happening, good looking people in New York city as there are in so many other places in the country, but New York's special because it's got people from all over the world you never know what you're going to get. You know, it's a city where I've been here for a long time, but I got to tell you, I'm surprised all the time. I used to live down on 34th between 9th and 10th. When I moved in there, when I first came in the city, it was like tumbleweeds coming down the street. It was nobody there. Now they are building an entire city. It's called Hudson Yards, where my old uh, little uh, co-op was. And it's just amazing the transformation that's happening there. It's right in Midtown, but it's over on the west side. Originally, they were talking about making it a stadium for the New York Jets when the plans fell through. And they said, OK, we'll just build a bunch of huge buildings. We'll bring businesses and retail and park space and everything. And the whole west side of New York has finally been developed. All the years I've been here in the city, just inch by inch, it has improved. And finally, now it's got a really a world-class waterfront front that's getting better and better. So that's happening. That's cool. Um, what else is happening? Well, we've got the NBA finals start tomorrow. It's the third of the trilogy between Golden State and uh, LeBron James and his Cleveland Cavaliers. And it should be a great matchup. It's been a week since we've had any basketball. It's interesting that the finals, you know, they, they set the dates in advance. So both of those series, uh, the semifinals wrapped up in one was four games, one was five games. So then we have to wait a week. They don't move it up. They just let it sit. So tomorrow it's going to happen, and I think it'll be a fantastic series. My pick is I'm going to take the Warriors in seven games. I think it's going to go all the way, but I think the Warriors are going to win. Um, elsewhere, uh, you know, I just noticed that they just came out with a deluxe tomorrow it launches, but I've heard some of it, and it's really mind-blowing. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, that quintessential Beatles album from the 60s, 50 years old. I remember as a little kid, 
asking my mom. She used to go to the stores in Hackensack, New Jersey. She'd drive into Hackensack where they had some stores, and she'd say, you want me to get a record for you? And I'd say, yeah, mom. And I'd write down a list of records, and she'd usually come back with one or two albums. And I remember this time she bought Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and I think she got me a monkeys, introducing Meet the Monkeys, I think. It was 1967. I was just a little boy. And um, I started listening to Sgt. Pepper's, and I was like, whoa, I, what is this? And I listened over and over again, and there were so many layers to it. And then, you know, over the years, I, I, I grew out of it, and I'm really not a, that huge a fan of the album. But at the time, it was so groundbreaking, and it was so different. And it's why the Beatles are, are really special. About a year later, the Stones came out with... Uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash, I think, 1968. And then in 71, I heard the opening chords to Brown Sugar, and that changed everything for me. And I've been a huge Stones fan ever since. But the Beatles, you know, they left the mark. It's like they're five or six years. It's hard to top that. The Stones have been around for 55 years, so it's, it's hard to compare the two. I'm glad that, you know, McCartney's still out there touring and uh, the Stones are out there touring still and they're working on a new album and McCartney's working on a new album. So it's amazing that we still have those two uh, hanging in there after all those years. Okay, so as I said, we're going to bring out our special guest, uh, Laurel House. And so let's take a very quick break and then we'll bring her back and bring we'll bring the show back. We'll bring her on in just a moment. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Okay, here we are. Uh, let's talk about our special guest, Laurel House. She is an international dating coach, and she's a flirting expert. And she's back on Guys Guys Radio to talk about love, sex, and dating. She's the dating expert of KTLA Morning News. She's a dating coach on E's Famously Single on Season 1, and a dating coach for the three-day rule matchmaking. And... She has been the featured expert on Good Morning America and dozens of other print, online, and television outlets. She's got an edgy, honest, wide-ranging, wide-ranging advice, and she often refers to, uh, she's referred to as a modern-day Ann Landers. B- besides that, she's very attractive, very smart, and very nice, and she's cool people. And she, you know what? It's interesting because she's got a little toddler, and I have a little toddler. My little boy turned four about a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure how old Laurel's child is, but I can see by her bio that she's got a little boy also, but it changes everything. And man, I am so surprised. And my son, he's teaching me, he's schooling me. He's way ahead of me. He catches me making mistakes. I think the kids coming out nowadays are, they're advanced uh, in ways that we weren't advanced. I was out, you know, playing with a stick when I was uh, three years old. And my son is, he's reading. I give him little books and my wife gives him little books and he reads along. So it's amazing, and it's such a such an experience. So anyhow, our special guest, Laurel House, is in the house. So let's bring her on. Good evening, Laurel. How are you? Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Hello. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. Well, we're happy to have you back. And uh, tell us a little bit about, I know it's kind of not on script, but since we both have to- toddlers, how old is your son? He is two. He just turned two last week. So... That has been a total reality shifter and reprioritizer. And as you said in, in the intro, I'm constantly learning not just about him and the world, but also about myself as he challenges me and, and reminds me about 
so much that's important in life that we oftentimes forget. And I've actually, I've changed in many ways as a coach because of him. So it's been, it's been an interesting ride. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, you know, it's interesting. Some, uh, I'm an older dad and some of my friends said, Oh, you know, since you're older, you'll probably have more patience and there might be, you know what? I have less patience and it's like really sometimes <laughs> challenging. My son's a handful and he, yeah. it's just like never stops. Read me a story. One more, one more, yeah. Yeah. one more, <laughs> one more minute. Stop. Time to take a bet. One more minute. Well, I'm just yeah. doing this one. And it just never ends. And I'm like, come on, we got to go. And I just, you know, my wife's so much better at dealing with the energy, how to like get on his energy level instead of like, just do this. It's like, she knows how to like do a little countdown and, uh, you know, kind of bribes him. Like, if you don't do this, then you don't get a video and I'm going to count to three and one, two, and he sprints across the condo. So I guess guess you're going to be, uh, one thing that's really interesting with kids, in addition to testing your patience, is also reminding <laughs> you of the importance of being playful. And that's yeah. something that I really had forgotten in many ways how to do. I remember people used to say, what do you do for fun? And I thought, um, I get massages. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I do for fun because I, I didn't remember how to not my guard, be totally vulnerable and and play and have that playful attitude and that was something that I had to almost get out of my box and force myself to be uncomfortable and remove my rigidity and allow myself to get on the floor and crawl around with him and laugh and roll and not be afraid of looking stupid and just be a, a fun, playful person. And, and that actually translated into my dating coaching because so much of dating is fear and there's so much rigidity and there's so much following the rules and not just doing what feels good. And, yeah. and that's, and being authentic and pulling down our guards and our facades and our, our walls, allowing us be authentic so that we can then present that real honest side of ourselves, just like with me with playfulness with my son. I know that I inherently from a young age was a playful person. I just forgot how to do that out of fear, out of whatever, what judgment, I don't know. But it's been a great experience to relearn and relive that so that, that I can translate that into, into dating and coaching as well. You know what? You're absolutely right. And I I personally have to get into that playful vibe uh, because I noticed the way my my tone is so much different than my wife's because she's like, what do you think? And you have to like, he he, make your choice and this and I'm like, come on, let's go. And I'm very, you know, task task oriented. And so I have to like roll back from that. And at least I, I have a pretty good sense of humor so I can make them laugh. So I have to keep reminding myself, make it fun, make it fun, make it fun. And I think it's yeah. nice to dating. So let's, let's get right into dating. So, you know, we've been doing this for a while. I've been doing the show and I've been kind of uh, building the guys, guys brand, which is about when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. And I'm not, I'm not a dating coach, but I am somebody who sees the lens and through the guys, guy lens and tries to make it a better place for men and for women and through understanding and having better men to make a better world. So yeah. what have you seen Laurel 
in the last since I last talked to you, when we last spoke, what has changed, if anything, about dating and dating issues? Because I keep reading about, you know, there's a lot of millennial terms now where there's, you know, there's ghosting and cushioning and benching and breadcrumbing and all this stuff. And I'm like, I look them all up and I'm like, these are just bad behavior with fancy names. Right. But what, exactly. what, ghosting is like being a douche, really. It's like, I'm sorry, like, you don't just disappear it on is. people. But yeah. I know people do that. But I mean, what, what's happening in dating that's changed? What do you think? I would say more than anything else is the app culture, the dating app culture, because I, I like dating apps. Um, I actually was recently on Nightline on ABC talking about the fact that I do believe that you can find love on a dating app if you do it strategically, mm-hmm. if you take in, take charge and take control of the app and you don't allow the platform and the vehicle to de- dictate your style. The problem is that dating apps are casual, right? It's, you're sitting there, you're bored, you're not putting any effort into it, and you're just swiping right or left. There's no, oh, all right, I'm in a good place. I'm ready to find someone. I'm going to go out. Like the old bar scene, you go out, you're dressed up, you're on, you're ready to put your best foot forward. Dating app, you're bored, you're maybe on the toilet, you are in between meetings, you're whatever is happening, you're watching your kid and not paying attention to anything, and you're just, so the problem here is that it has created a, or it's allowed for and encouraged and given permission for a casual style of dating. So when you're casually swiping, then maybe they swipe back or not, and then they say hi, and you say hi back, and then maybe you forget to respond, even though you really were interested for a second, you weren't in that right headspace to remember that, and then it's, hey, you look cute, you look like you're nice, looks like we have some stuff in common, you want to hang out? Well, nothing there has anything to do with dating, Dating Mm -hmm. is about chivalry. Dating is about putting your best foot forward. Dating is about creating a connection. It's not, you look fun, let's go out. That's like playing the slot machines. So playing a slot machine, hang out. Yeah, hang out. Here's a a slot machine, right? That looks fun. I'm going to put a quarter or a dollar and I'm going to pull the thing and see what happens. That's what we're doing in dating. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the average dater in the United States spends $65 on a date. So basically what people are doing is putting $65 into a slot machine, pulling the handle and seeing how it goes instead of let me put some effort into this and put my best foot forward, get to know this woman, and then ask her on a date and allowing for that, that, that chivalry, that, that old school style of stepping up and standing out because there's so much confusion around that. And people say, I don't know. I'm not sure if she likes me. I don't know if she's interested. Well, you're right because you're not doing anything that is date oriented. And that's Mm -hmm. a huge problem. Now, who do you put this on, Laurel? Is it the men or who's at fault here? Is it the men, the women, or both enabling each other? Everyone, everyone, because there's so much fear People are afraid to show interest. Well, what if, I, what if they know I'm interested in them? Well, then they could reject me. Well, the problem is if they don't know they're, that you're interested in them, you, they're more likely to reject you <laughs> because exactly. if you're sitting there playing really cool and not showing interest, then they're probably not going to show in. So it's allowing yourself to put yourself out there just like at a bar, right? You would, 
you would go up to a woman or an event at a party. You would go up to a woman and say, hi, I'm Robert. What's your name? And you'd start a conversation. That just in that walking up, you're showing interest. The approach is showing interest. It's scary. It's putting yourself out there. And it's still allowing for a little bit of vulnerability. So on the app, neither men nor women nor women are allowing themselves to do that. There are apps like Bumble that force the woman to, to make the first interaction, which I think is mm-hmm. great. I think it really doesn't matter if the man or the woman does the initial interaction. What matters is showing that you're interested, having a real conversation, breaking through that ice, seeing if there's a connection, having four exchanges each back and forth, real conversation, not just shallow small talk, asking for a phone date, getting on the phone, having a one-hour conversation. By the end of that call, 80% of those calls do not turn into first dates. That's the great news because then you're not wasting your time and men are mm-hmm. not wasting their money. And then you end up, if, you have a, if you're in the 20%, you had a great phone date, you go on a date, you have a foundation you've built, you can have a really nice drinks or dinner date and then see where it goes. And that's what dating should be. And unfortunately, it is being diluted because of the the casualness of the app. I think you're a thousand percent correct. And it's interesting because, you know, face to face, you never, you, you know, there's one connection. You make a connection online or through an app, and that's one set of energy. And then when you hear somebody's voice, I always wanted to have a phone call because I want to hear the other person because I think there's an energetic exchange there. And then the third, most important is you could have great phone, if you will. And then when you meet face to face the first time, it could be no, instantly just the vibe wasn't there and then you're stuck. So, but uh, you have to meet. My point is you have to meet face to face. You're never going to make a connection unless you get in front of the person. Yet so many guys, I think, uh, particularly millennials, and I have a real soft spot for millennials because I think they've been dealt a really bad hand. But a lot of the guys have been just, it's not their fault, but they're lazy because they can be because it's so easy to just swipe and use tech and not really have to step up and say, like in the old days, hi, my name's Luke and I buy you a drink or whatever. They don't have to put themselves out there. And even now with the women are more aggressive than in the past, it's like it's easy for guys to be lazy. But if you re- it to, tell me what you think of this. I think if you're a guy and you really want to stand out, be old school. Take a woman out, pay for the first date, make sure she gets home all right, send her a text if you had a good time, say thank you. And then if you're, gonna, if you're interested, call her again, call her and set up a second date. I mean, what's so difficult about that? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. The only change I would make is that it's the woman's responsibility to say thank you after the date. And the reason is that he paid. Mm -hmm. So the woman should send a text the next morning just saying, hey, thank you so much. It was really fun talking about your trip to Mazatlan. I would love Mm -hmm. to see you again. That's Mm -hmm. common courtesy, right? It's courtesy just to say, hey, thanks. You paid. I had a good time. I wanted to let you know that you did a good job. But, yeah, there's so much confusion. And even with the having that phone call, I have so many clients. I have have actually 70% male clients right now, and my clients are all over the world. I talk to them on video Skype. And what, what almost all of my clients say to me when I say you need to have a phone call first, I always get pushback of, yeah, but Why? they don't want to have a call. The girls don't want to have a call, or no one likes to have phone calls these days. Okay, so you're just going to allow what you think 
to dictate instead of putting it out there. You know what? I have a phone call. I'd love to hear your voice. Telling a woman I'd love mm-hmm. to hear your voice, that's sexy. And then it's not just give me your number. I'll give you a call at some point. Because that's the reason why people don't like phone calls, right? It's, well, when are you going to give me a call? At some point? Is that today, tomorrow, the next day? What if I'm in a meeting? What if I'm busy? What if I'm doing something? So you set a phone date. Great. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a call. How's tomorrow night at 7 o'clock? If that doesn't work, how's the next night at 6? If neither of those Mm -hmm. works, tell me what works for you. Setting up a phone date just like this. You and I would not be on the phone right now had we not sent emails. And that said, okay, at this time, you're going to call in. It was an expectation. Therefore, I'm sitting here in a good place, emotionally and physically available to have this call. You're sitting there in a good place, emotionally and physically available to have this call. It's not a all of a sudden, for the moment, spontaneous. We need mm-hmm. to have and we need to bring back that old school yes chivalry and expectation there, are ex- there were expectations back then with dating. Let's bring back some of those expectations. Let's put that out there. I'd love to have a phone call with you. I'd love to take this conversation offline and, mm-hmm. and onto the phone. You have a good call. I really enjoyed talking with you. I would love to take you out. When mm-hmm. are you available? So making sure that you always close the deal. Because the other problem is texting. People think right. that texting right. is how you get to know each other. And then you're texting back and forth. I'd love to see you. Yeah, that would be fun. Cool. Well, now when? what? When? IDK. Right. Exactly. Every text <laughs> needs to be actionable. So I yep. would love to take you out. Can I? Are you available? Yes, I am. When? This time? Great. So there are no questions. It's, it's, we have too many unsureties in our life. Let's not add another one with dating. So being specific, being direct, mm-hmm. not aggressive, but assertive. I'm interested. I'd like to take you out. That's it. Yeah, I think yeah, a couple of points there. One, again, I completely agree with you. It's interesting. A guy who produces my show, Ryan, he's terrific, and he's a millennial. He's a good-looking guy, and he can have lots and lots of women. And he's, he says, you know, we just, we communicate differently. We use technology, just get over it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But just because you use technology doesn't mean you can't follow some basic rules of being polite and closing the deal. Uh, Just, you you know, you can start with technology, but then eventually you've got to meet somebody face to face. So why not, you know, get to that, get that energetic exchange through a phone call and then meet face to face instead of just, you know, just the texting back and forth all the time, just make it, make it happen and then step up. Because I think, one of the conundrums is for young guys is, uh, you know, the young men, they're kind of millennial men. They're kind of caught between the MMA and manscaping and they're not sure mm-hmm. how they're supposed to act. And right. women are yeah. on more of a straight trajectory towards recogni- recognition and achievement. But I yeah. think what the women want is they want men to be men, not macho men, yeah. but they want men yeah, to be right. self-confident, confident in their own skin yeah. and to like, you listen, if you go out, if you find out a woman likes sushi, you find out a great sushi place. Well, you know, f- the, the, the odds are she, she probably has gone there or whatever, but you suggest that. And she might say she wants to go to another place. That's OK. But don't let yourself guys don't shouldn't let themselves get steamrolled where then right. the women are calling all the shots. Because, frankly, right. they can 
They don't need the guy to come up with ideas, but they want the guy to come up with ideas. So you got to just hang in there and be a guy. And because women want men to be men. Is that true or false? Totally true. Men feel women feel more like women and feel sexier when a man is, is masculine. Men feel more masculine when a woman is feminine. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, men want women and women want men. So, you know, most of the time. So let's just be that way. I'm a very, you could probably tell from my voice and the way I speak, I'm very direct. I mm-hmm. tend to be a um, say it like it is person. I don't have any problems voicing my needs. In a relationship, I like to step back. I like to be this softer female. I like my man to be in charge. I like my man to make decisions. I don't want to be aggressive and have everything on my shoulders all of the time. And, and people are often in the dating space surprised by my attitude mm-hmm. because I like being girly. I mean, yes, in my photos, you look at me and I'm very, very girlish. I like wearing Definitely. bright very colors pretty. and dresses. Mm-hmm. And I, pink, there, yeah. I like to make myself look pretty. Um, so there's that side, but then there's also this very assertive side. And then there's this very safe side that I really like how, it, how and when it comes out. And it comes out more when a man, the man. If a man's not going to be the man, then I will be. Because mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a single mom. I take care of everything in my life. I'm in charge of everything. I'm in charge of making the money. I'm in charge of taking care of my kid. I'm in charge of organization. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge of my business. I have to hold it all together. And I don't want to always hold it all together. I can. I don't need a man. But I want a man. And I want yep. that, that softness. And that, that's what all of this is about. So, mm-hmm. so with the person who, your producer who you mentioned, who says, you know, look, millennials were communicating on technology, get over it, fine. And if you continue to do that and only communicate in that format and only communicate in that casual style, you're going to miss out. And, and I know that for sure because if you think about, like, even with me, I, my uh, groceries are delivered to me. I don't go to the grocery store anymore. On occasion I do. I go if it's fun for my son and me and we go out and we play around at the grocery store and he likes to say hi to people. But in general, I have my groceries delivered. I have my food delivered. I have uh, Amazon delivers any meat, anything that I yep. want to buy. I'm not going places anymore. Do you know how many times? Back a couple of years ago, I went to the grocery store. I had a conversation with a man who came up and started talking to me, and I went out with him. Probably five. Five really good relationships that mm-hmm. I had with men who I met mm-hmm. at the grocery store. Now, with technology, well, I don't go to the grocery store anymore. Well, I don't do this. Well, I date only over the phone well, or over, over text and messaging. We're missing out. We're missing interactions. We're missing opportunities because we are so focused on technology. We're standing in line at Starbucks, and instead of looking around and making eye contact and smiling and saying hi to the girl who, oh, you notice you've seen her three times that week. Oh, my gosh, you're always there at the exact same yep, time. They exactly. say hi to her. Instead, you're looking down on your phone. You're checking your Facebook. You are on your dating app, swiping right and left, not realizing that one of those girls is in Starbucks right now. Exactly. So you're making the decision to put your damn phone away and get out there and be present 
in life. Mm-hmm. And it's such a not, shame that we're not doing that. Yeah, no, I think you're 100% correct. And, you know, just in defense of my, uh, I don't want to uh, put down my producer because, <laughs> first of all, he's my amigo and he does a great job producing. But also his point was really, and I think this is fair, that, you know, hey, boomer, get over it. We just do things in a different way, which is fine. But there's got to be, as you say, there's got to be a little bit of blend in terms of we have to go online exactly. to offline. Eventually, we've got to make the connections made offline. You know, we can start online, but you can't just stay online. You have to get off the app and all that and off, out of the text. And you have to talk to people face to face. And it's a it's a great skill to have. And it's a great if you're a guy, if you have a rap and you're, you're comfortable with, you know, talking to women uh, in public. That's great. Now, I will say this as a New Yorker. So many people, particularly you got women, so many beautiful women and so many of them, they have their earbuds in and they're looking at their phone. Yep. God forbid you go up and talk to them. They'll be like, don't totally. kill me. You know, like, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. not a, you know, New York can be the friendliest town and can be the loneliest town. Also, you've got yeah. a lot of really happening, lonely people in New York City because, you know, they don't any interactions with a stranger can be like, you know, this, why, why are you talking to me? Why are you say hello to me? Yeah. You're creepy because of some of the yeah. horrible behavior that, you know, people and particularly women get exposed to uh, in, pu- in public on the mass transit or whatever, where guys just are, yeah. you know, there's some bad apples out there, but that's, that's the way it is. Um, let's and move let me on also to, say that it's, not, it's not just millennials with, with your mm-hmm. producer, you know, sorry to continue using, using you as an example. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait till he edits the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just him. It's not just millennials. It's dating. It's Mm -hmm. what, I mean, look at me. I'm, I'm 39 and I just admitted to only using technology. Sometimes I'm on the, I order Mm -hmm. my food for delivery. I order my, my skincare for delivery. Everything is delivered to me. So it's not, it's, it's everyone. It's this, it's this day and age. And it's, Especially, it's daters. I have clients who are 75 men who are mm-hmm. in, like, in Switzerland, and they are dating only through technology. That's so fantastic. So it is, it's, it, yes, and Well, if they no, start, as a starting point, are, as a starting point, I mean, it's great that the 75-year-olds are, you know, are using technology instead of, you know, doing yeah. handwritten notes or whatever. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's great, but you, you have to get off of technology. Remember, we used to, I don't know, when I was in uh, gra- uh, like t- middle school, we'd like pass notes. You'd see the girl you like yeah. in the hall and you'd pass her note and she'd pass you a note. <laughs> I guess that'll never yeah. happen again. Now it, you know what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had this guy who, now talk about a, a note pass and a, and a man and real life. I wow. was at a, um, where was I, in Chicago in, in, the, in the American Airlines lounge. And I was talking to this guy who came up to me. I was not interested in talking. He interrupted me, started talking to me, asked if he could get me a drink. I said, no. He said, can I get you a soda? No. Can I get you water? <laughs> I'm fine. He walks away. He comes back. I wanted to get you a bottle of water. You looked like you might be thirsty. Oh, and I was my like, gosh. Okay. So we start chatting. We have a nice little chat. My, I hear my plane is being called, so I leave. I get on the, on the plane. The steward comes up to me and says, um, excuse me, are you Laurel House? And I said, yes. And he said, uh, this man just ran up to me and asked if I would hand you this note. And Uh-oh. it was this guy, that guy, I, he knew what plane I was getting on. He knew where I was going. And it just Scary. said, I really enjoyed talking to you in the lounge. I would love to get to know you a little bit better. He was a really nice guy. I ended up dating him. 
Wow. <laughs> he lives in Boston. This is the guy who, yeah. who offered you the beverage? That same guy? Yes. Yes. Wow. Well, um, it's so something for, about, you know, sticking with it. Wow. Good for exactly. him. Exactly. He was a good guy. I was being an unnecessary bitch, and he was a good guy. And nice. we lived in, you know, he lived in Boston. I lived in L.A., and we ended up seeing each other a couple of times when I had to fly to Boston or he had to come to L.A., and it was lovely. And it was because he decided to put his neck out there, have a conversation with a woman, and then pass that note. And it works. Cool. It doesn't always work. I love it. It sometimes does. All right. Yeah. Now we're getting into like the summer months. Now here in <laughs> here in New York, it's like you know the weather changes and everybody goes crazy. Like the second like the yeah. weather cracks thirty five degrees, you'll see there's always that guy out there with shorts and sandals on with the, when there's snow <laughs> on the ground because it's just totally. like the sun came out and it's over thirty. Yeah. So now when you're hitting like June first, everybody starts to go crazy. So. Summer love yeah. is a big deal here. Now you're in LA, so there's a lot. You know, you've got more more summer uh, than than anything else. But be some guidelines that you teach people about uh, and your clients about in terms of uh, summer love. Can you share some of those with us? And then we'll get into uh, one of your upcoming programs. Yeah, here's the thing: is that oftentimes we are on a dating purpose. So there are three dating purposes: fun which is emotionally detached to only having a good time, uh, exploration, which is exploring yourself, exploring the world, and to be in a committed monogamous relationship. So you need to decide which of those three dating purposes you're on. You can have fun and explore yourself while still in the, on the purpose of having a relationship. So because it's summer and because summer flings and summer fun is so common, you need to first sit and think, what's my dating purpose? Am I looking for a real relationship or I'm looking just mm-hmm. to have a fun exactly. time? Because you date in a different style based on your purpose. If you are looking for a real relationship during the summer, it's the perfect time because people have their guards down a little bit, especially on vacation. People go on vacation and they do things that they would never do because their guards are down, because they're having a good time. They're, they, their energy is up. They're you know, strutting around in less clothes. They're feeling natural and free and the heat is on and it's too easy to get into a quick and easy fling. So mm-hmm. make sure that you first get real, be clear on your purpose, and then allow yourself to be your true, unguarded, authentic self. Then do what I call go down before you go up, which is not just when it comes to sexual. It means to actually build a foundation. If you look at a skyscraper, they don't just build the top of the skyscraper immediately. They go down and they create a foundation. And that is having real conversations when you meet someone. Find out who they are as a person and not just the what, but the why. Why did you do this? Why did you make that decision? Why did you decide to become an attorney? What inspired you? What excites you? What made you smile this morning? and why like if you start getting into even something that's so surface as to what kind of vacation do you like to go to then the and why well it might be a and why because that's what my family has always done and for me I lost my dad at this age and so because of that going to the same spot allows me to feel in touch with my family well now you just learned so much more about me than oh I like to go there for vacation so start to get into the and why's that's really creating the foundation. And you'll do that by doing what I call, I'll show you mine, now you show me yours, 
which mm-hmm. is creating the example. So you will, if you ask a question, answer the question first. Show them, be the example of your expectation by giving a story, telling them your why, setting them up so that they know what you're expecting from them. Um, and and then have, also have, uh, be aware of, danger and um, toxicity and unhealthy. And sometimes what that means is have clarity around chemistry because mm-hmm. people do say that, um, that love can be blind, but the reality is that chemistry is blinding. So you might see someone, they're good looking, they're fun and it's hot. And so you go after them and you feel this intense chemistry and it's amazing and the chemistry makes it so that you are blinded to the red flags, the unhealthy habits, uh, mm-hmm. the, the things about this person that make them Patterns, not right for right. you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so you need to make sure that you have real clarity and you're not just looking for and being drawn in to that chemistry. Instead, you're really allowing yourself to create a deeper connection. And you do that by having those conversations that are like strip poker. So with strip poker, one person doesn't just completely strip. One person takes off their shirt, then you take off your shirt. They take off their pants, then you take off your pants. It's me, you, me, you, me, you. That's how a conversation is. Make sure that you go into that depth in a conversation and that you're both sharing so that you can truly learn about someone, not just staying on the surface. And so, yes, summer love is amazing and and more than just amazing and fun and fling. It's a great opportunity for something real if, just like with dating apps, you do it strategically. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, Let's talk about you've got some programs coming up. And first, I want to I want to just give you some props because, you know, I learned, you know, through my career in advertising, I got to meet a lot of famous people and got to go to a lot of interesting places. And one of the things I learned was that a lot of the most successful people are really nice people and cool people. And there's no there's no correlation between you, you don't have to be a jerk to get ahead. You can be really nice. And some of the most famous yeah. people I met Keith Richards, I met president Jimmy Carter, a whole bunch of other people. They were great. And some of the other people that I yeah. met who were not friendly, they were, you know, frankly, they weren't as successful, but there's no correlation, but you are breaking through and I'm very proud of you. And I'm very proud to get to know you and how you stepped up here and say, yeah, but I want to come back on the show. That's great. And I really am so happy for your success. You're a cool person. And I love your advice for uh, daters out there. So I want to let you Thank use you. this form now. You're welcome. Uh, tell I everybody what's that. your what program. Hey, you know what? You deserve it. And I'm happy to, I'm happy to say, it. and I don't, I'm authentic. I don't make stuff up on the show. I really yeah. want to do best for my guests, but I really recognize talent and you've got it. So Tell everybody where they can find out about this new program you've got coming up in the next couple of days and, uh, and then where they can find you, Laurel. So I have just so many things going on uh, for the immediate, for, for everyone, you can go onto my website, laurelhouse.com and for impression is. So I've identified six first impression profiles and they're really across the board for a first date, for a friend, for a business, for anything. So having an awareness of what your first impression is, is really important. So you can improve your first impression and actually get a first date, get a third date, a fifth, a relationship, something that is substantial. So go to my website and please download that information. I would love for you to have that 
Um, and then I help clients so that they can improve their first impression. So that's number one. If you are a single parent, um, 45% of online daters, according to Match.com, are parents. And wow. it's something that a lot of people, yeah, huge number. Um, and that doesn't mean that everyone has, you know, a two and a four year old, but they might have adult children who are no longer in the house, but there are so many parents and a lot of parents don't know how to date. So I sort of, because I am now a single parent and many of my clients are parents, not all of them, but many of them are, um, I've, I've, I've sort of become that person who uh, own, has owned in some ways the single parent space. And I've had people say mm -hmm. to me, uh, thank you for making being a single parent cool, which is not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I do want to make it um, make there not be any shame around being a single parent. Right. That being said, dating as a single parent is different and it can, it can be harder. So I've, I'm collaborating with match.com. And I'm going to be doing oh, a webinar with them. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm very excited about this. And on June 20th, we're doing a webinar. I believe they're charging $20 or something for a 90-minute call, video call with me, uh, where I'm teaching single parents how to date and how to find love again. And um, it, even if you're not a single parent, you might want to listen on because I'm giving codes for uh, massive discounts. I'm actually giving a $500 off coupon for working to work with me only to people who are on this webinar. So you might mm -hmm. want to, to go on there anyway, just so you could get that coupon code. Cool. Um, but I'm really excited about that. And, and then we are also going to continue doing webinars. I'm going to do another one with them, I think in August, which is on how to be what I call sticky, which is the number one first impression that you want to make. Someone who is sticky is magnetic, memorable, and makes others want more. And so mm -hmm. it's going to be a webinar all about how to be more sticky. And I'm very excited about that. So lots of, I mean, I constantly have stuff going on. So if you want to, to learn more about it, then please go to my website, laurelhouse.com. You can email me laurel at laurelhouse.com. And if I don't seem to respond to you, then check your spam because since my last book is called Screwing the Rules, the word mm -hmm. screwing ends up uh, sending my yep. emails to spam. So oh. check your spam. <laughs> okay. Well, fantastic. You had a lot going on. One last question because yeah. I'm going to, after yeah. I let you go, I'm going to do my own little segment, which I do every week called the guy's guy's guide. And I'm covering okay. uh, my upcoming blog and it's about the friend zone. And my, I'll just yeah. give you a top line as my contention is that the friend zone isn't necessarily that bad. What's your thoughts on the friend zone for our friends out there? <laughs> well, the friend zone <laughs> is better than the not for bad. no better than you're not even a friend. Yes. The good news about the friend zone is actually interesting. Friend is one of the six first impression profiles. So a friend is that you are nice, you're comforting, there's no pressure to dress up or impress, but you always feel like you're being overlooked and, and the person you're interested in is going out with someone else instead. And the reason is that people are more excited about and emotionally invested in things that they need to put energy and effort into. So being easy, uh, easygoing and not putting any pressure on the person you're hanging out with to dress up or impress is actually doing you a disservice and pulling yourself out of the game and putting you into the friend zone. So you can get out of the friend zone by upping that stickiness and making a woman mm -hmm. feel the need to impress you um, and, and just switching a couple of little things to add a 
a sex appeal to start to challenge her a little bit, to inject yourself into her brain so she can't stop thinking about you. There are a few easy little tricks that you can start doing immediately to make that happen. So being in the friend zone is good and that she's vulnerable with you. She feels comfortable with you, and that's great. Now you just need to make her feel sexy with you also. So what's one little tip about how a guy can, like, make sure he's in the woman's head in, in a good way? I don't okay. mean sending a dick so, pic either. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is kind of a fun one. So if you are hanging out with this girl and she um, is wearing a, a, a nice red dress, um, and it's just not form-fitting, but it's it's cute, um, you could say, wow, you know, I, I love how feminine you allow yourself to be. You're so pretty you know what would look really sexy on you, though, actually? A black dress that is a little <laughs> bit more form-fitting because you have, a, you have, I'm sorry, if, you know, I hope I don't offend you, but you really have a beautiful body. And yeah. if you wore just kind of a form-fitting some leather lingerie, it would be really dress, even better. <laughs> no, just a form-fitting yeah, I'm just kidding. You would look amazing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she's going to be like, Oh, I'm going to see him tomorrow. Oh, I need to wear a black dress. Even this was so crazy <laughs> to me. I was on with a, you know, I'm on video Skype with my clients. So I was on with this guy who's a super, super awkward guy. And we were practicing compliments. And so he had to compliment me several times during the call. And one of the things that he said was, um, I, you look so pretty today. Um, I noticed that you're wearing your hair down. You, you infrequently wear your hair down on our calls and, I love when you do because it it your hair's really pretty, but it also makes you appear even more feminine. And I I find oh, a feminine nice. woman to be very sexy. And I was like, wow, that's so nice. Nice. Guess what happened one week later as I was putting my hair in a ponytail and realized I had a session with him. I pulled my uh -oh. hair out of the ponytail. Uh -huh. I start brushing my hair, and then I'm like, <laughs> why am I putting my hair? You're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I that wasn't even awesome. interested in this guy. Obviously, he's a client, but it's still, <laughs> he got into my brain. And I showed up that next session with my hair down. He, he passed the course, Laurel. He passed <laughs> he, the course. He, he, he did. <laughs> He got into That's the dating fantastic. coach's brain. So it's well, doing those little, it's like, it's not a compliment slap in the face. It's a compliment upgrade or a compliment shift and, and letting them know that you look beautiful. You are sexy and you would be even more so with this, or I really respect a woman who does that or something else. And, and that there's that injection. Awesome. I so, love it. Hey, listen, yeah. you're terrific. I, I love the things you say. and You're so cool. So I want to thank you again for being my guest on Guys Guys Radio. As you grow, we're going to grow too. And I hope we stay yes. in touch and we do it again at some point. Definitely. I would love to. I always love talking to you. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks so much, Laurel. Be well okay. and uh, All right. talk soon. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Okay, folks. That's our special guest for this evening, Laurel House. And she is terrific. Um, so check her out, laurelhouse.com. And um, let's uh, take a quick break. And then we're going to quickly do, I'm going to do the guy's guy's guide about the friend zone, and then we'll wrap it up. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back right away. Okay, we're back. So as I promised, we'll quickly do guy's guy's guide, and then I'll tell you about our guest next week, and then we'll, uh, we'll let you go, folks. Um, 
Okay, so I talked about the friend zone this week in my blog, and uh, you know, as I mentioned to Laurel, uh, the friend zone is is better than not even being a friend. So if if at first the woman you're really interested in, she puts you in that dreaded friend zone, try to think of the don't take it personally and try to think of the positives. Number one, at least you're going to be close to her, and if you're close to her and she considers you uh, an asset as a friend, somebody that she trusts and wants to hang out with, well then, hang out with her, find out, learn more and more about her, the things she likes to do. Be cool. Take a step back and then offer to do some of the things she likes to run. Go for a run with her. She likes sushi. Hey, I heard that this new sushi place. Hey, you can, you know, you can split the tab or whatever, but don't be dating her, but do stuff with her. She likes this movie. Hey, let's watch it. You want to chill and watch Netflix together? Cool. You play tennis. You play tennis. She plays tennis. Hey, hit some balls around. So that can be great. And before you know it, if you don't get too desperate around the woman, she might think like, why isn't he hitting on me? And, and, or, hey, I didn't realize that he's a really cool guy and he knows how to kind of control himself. Maybe I should rethink him. So the bottom line is, you know, if you stay close to somebody, it's not a bad thing. You could, number one, you can make a new friend and maybe you'll see her in a different way. Hey, maybe you'll find that you're not that attracted to her the more you get to know her, but she can still be your friend. If that's the case, she might, if she really likes you, she might, uh, as a person, she might introduce you. She might have some hot girlfriends and introduce you there. That's not a bad thing either. So, and she might flip the switch and say, hey, I, I have to rethink this guy. Maybe we should be dating. And she might let you know that she wants things to change. Listen, if you've done everything else together in terms of activities, and there's only that one big thing left, which is getting intimate, you might have a shot. Now, on the other hand, if it gets to the point where it's not going to change, be a man about it and let it go and think about all those other positives. If you got out of it, you've got a new friend. She must know a lot of other interesting, attractive women. Uh, you get to know somebody new and you get to kind of be able to handle, let's put it in quotes, rejection. Um, but you know what? If you can do that and you can show respect for yourself and for her, you're going to win in the long run because think back on some of the dates that didn't work out right or the women or the guys that you want to go out with and you were desperately into them and then it didn't work out and think, am I in a better place now? Well, I will bet dollars to donuts that you're probably in a better place now and you probably don't care about that person anymore anyhow. And the biggest thing is ultimately, do you want to be with somebody who really doesn't want to be with you the same way? I think not. Ultimately, you want to be with somebody who wants to be with you the same amount that you want to be with them. That's how things really work out. So just to summarize, if you're going to be put in a friend zone and you want to work your way out of it, first of all, accept the friend zone, embrace it, come up with a long-term plan, see if you can get to know the person better, have some shared activities, and see if things can change. If they can, that's great. If they can't, be appreciative of the things you've gotten out of it. Maybe you meet some other women through this woman, or maybe not. But whatever, look at it as a, as a positive, and don't take it as a personal rejection. So that's kind of my guy's guy's guide to navigating the friend zone. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know. My blog probably will go up tomorrow on Twitter and Facebook, on my website, robertmanny.com. And as always, uh, it's all about you know better men, better world. I have my opinions. Some, my opinions are basically based on talking to other people in my own personal experience. I'm not necessarily right on everything. 
Um, but I'm open-minded. And I think that's how we have to be. We have to live every day being open to learn new things and to know what we know and know what we don't know and just be open. And uh, as Laura was saying, you know, keep things casual and, you know, don't, don't push things too much. And ultimately when we're going to make connections with people, we got to do it face to face. You ultimately have to get face to face with people and you have to have a plan. So that's our show for this evening. Next week, we're back uh, at 7 p.m. next Wednesday, which I think is going to be June 6th, I think. Dr. Joseph Gallenberger, who's been on the show with a couple of uh, meditative CDs. Uh, he had one Liquid Gold and a couple of others, but he's got a new one, uh, and it's based on the, the loss of his brother su- through suicide. So there's a book and there's a meditation about how to deal with losing a, a close loved one. So we got a little bit more serious show next week, but as you know, the whole guys guy thing is we do some serious stuff. We do some wellness. We do some spirituality. We do some relationships. We do some entertainment. We do some sports. And it's really all in an effort for when men and women can be at their best. Everyone wins. So I hope you enjoyed the show. And I really want to thank you for being there and growing with us because I really love doing this. And I love, you know, getting my guests out there and spreading the word for my guests. I believe in all the people who are on the show and uh, a lot of them come back, and we, we will welcome Laurel back, too, uh, as soon as we can get her back. So anyhow, that's it for this week. Hope you have a great month coming up, a great June. And remember, like I always say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>